It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Omen, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, boys. It's been two weeks. I've missed you so it's, much. It's, it's so hard not to laugh when you do that. I just want to laugh so hard. The, I think the best thing is I wish there was a visual because it's me just sitting here like a schlub and putting on this stupid voice. I just wish everyone uh, could see it. It's like I'm crying right now. Like an idiot. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, cuties. How are you? There was a new episode. Episode of Saturday Night Live. What? Yeah. Oh boy. Brad, who was the host and musical guest? Well, on November sixth, we got Kieran Culkin, the brother of Macaulay Culkin, who was on Succession, a very successful HBO show, and the musical guest was Ed Sheeran. Despite the fact that he got COVID a little while ago, and they thought that he might not be able to do the show, but he did his isolation and all and whatnot, and he was okay to do it. Hey, I got a question for you. Is Kieran Culkin big enough to do SNL? Would, do, do people care enough about Kieran Culkin to be invited? Because I feel like you, you even did this, uh, Bradford. You said it's Macaulay Culkin's brother. It's like if you're big enough to do SNL, you shouldn't have to be Macaulay Culkin's brother anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll always be Macaulay Culkin's brother, though, because, you know. He technically is. Yeah, and, and Macaulay, well, Culkin, I, I know, but Macaulay like, Culkin is still uber famous because Home Alone is a classic movie. And, you know, I, I think that... And he dated Mila Kunis for quite a, for a while. Yeah. Um, also, he hosted Saturday Night Live. Right. And at a very... I think he... Obviously. Is he the youngest? It's either him or Drew Barrymore, I think, are the, yeah. the youngest. Yeah. So I think that... Uh, I, I think Kieran Culkin is, is big enough, even if he's not a household name. I think, especially in recent years, SNL has started to, like, have uh, some more, like... Talents who aren't necessarily big superstars host the show because they're they get acclaim on certain shows or movies and whatnot and like kind of helping like boost careers in, in certain ways. I would agree with that. I think that it used to be like especially in the nineties and two thousands, it was every week it seemed like it was John Goodman or Tom Hanks or the, the biggest movie <laughs> yeah. star in yeah, the world. Exactly. Steve Martin. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think part of that too is like the kind of the culture of like big movie stars has changed a little bit. Like you don't really have movie stars uh like there's still some people who are like uber famous around the world but like it's rare now that movies are successful solely based on the fact that a big name is in them you know like there are very few movie stars now who can open a movie solely based on their name and there there are people like tom cruise uh tom hanks dwayne johnson stuff like that so they still exist but more often than not movies you know aren't successful simply because of the famous people in them anymore and so i think like we're at a time when a lot more uh, actors and actresses who are in significant supporting roles and stuff like that are being noticed more often. Well, it was an honor, I think, for him to host. And so it's fun to see people that love the show and, and feel like you and I would go yeah. into the show feel that way. And you could tell when he was hosting it that he was excited to be there as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I loved um, – well, we'll get this. Yeah, we're get, about let's those. get into it. Let's just get into the show. Yeah, let's uh, start it off with a, a cold open featuring – Got uh, back to politics, guys. They did with uh, good old Judge Janine Pirro, uh, the, the crazy lady down the street who somehow got her own show. Um, I love when Cecily Strong plays Judge Janine Pirro. Her impression of her is just impeccable, right on the money it's all the, the time. It's the right amount of batshit – 
yeah. crazy, you know, version of her who, you know, she's already crazy, but this is dialed up to 11 and it's it's spot on. Yeah, it's one of those instances where even though it's not much of an exaggeration of who the real person is, it's still done very well comedically. She's found certain little ticks to exaggerate just enough to make it funny. Speaking of great impressions, uh, Pete Davidson and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, that wasn't sincere. <laughs> Um, but he at least had uh, that wig on. <laughs> and we'll talk about my favorite Pete Davidson impersonation later in the episode. But what did good. you think of, uh, again, I can't ever say his name. I'm going to just start saying things. Uh, Jacob Johnson Johns. <laughs> good, yeah. No, no, no. We got to get to a better one. Because I want to know, because I have, wait, wait, wait. I want to know, because I wrote this in my notes. Did you guys know who, did you know who Glenn Youngkin is? Uh, I mean, I'd heard about him in the news, yeah. Uh, only because of, like, uh, John Oliver, you know. Okay, <laughs> okay. Did you did you get the 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 setup for that joke? Right. I, yeah. I, I didn't know if because you know the the essentially the Democrats were saying Youngkin's afraid to bring Trump there. Because oh no, it's I got hurt that. Okay, yeah, definitely yeah. knew that. I, yeah. I was wondering were they being too subtle with that, or did people get that that that? Yeah, you I think know? It was, I think it was a pretty big thing. Even if you don't get that, the idea that like anybody yeah it was yeah. so good. I just thought it was him. such good subtle yeah. humor. In I there. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, James Austin Green, uh, James, James Austin Johnson, <laughs> James Austin Johnson, uh, known online for his Trump impersonation, finally breaks it out. Nate, what did you think of his impersonation? Well, yeah, obviously, those of us that know him beforehand know that this is this is his bread and butter, right? His yeah. Trump impression is really what got him on the on the radar. But uh, I, it was fun to watch him do Trump with people that haven't. You know, it, it's it's uncanny. Yeah, um, because you know, if if you've ever watched any of his stuff before, you know that you know he, he sometimes would have you know a little bit of a costume, but not really looking as much like Trump as he did. You know, yeah, with he, SNL he would just team. do it mostly on the street, just walking around. Exactly, his sixty seconds. Give me sixty seconds on the clock thing. That's brilliant. Was was unparalleled. It was so brilliant, and uh, it was it was everything that Trump does. It was it was perfect in my opinion because. It, it's like you listen to a Trump speech, then they came up with that, then said to go through like that. It was just a really like, what if we wrote for Trump and these were actually instead of being stream of conscious coming out of Trump's mouth? What if it actually was a scripted thing? And this is what we're going to hit on. Oh, it was so good. I loved it. Um, I think that what what it worked for too is like is this is exactly what James Austin Johnson did when he did his improvised Trump stuff is he he rambled and so I wonder how much of it was scripted by maybe somebody on the staff or if it was James Austin Johnson doing it himself because like the rambling jumping from one thing to another immediately Br- going on tangent after tangent after tangent glorious yeah it was it was great and it it flowed so well too it didn't even feel like he was reading off cue cards and I wonder if like some of it was him doing free flowing and not necessarily sticking to cue cards but just knowing where he needed to go but I, I i love the the graphic too that was like um it's like part of the interruption or yeah. you know any of the sports shows yeah. where they're going down the list of like all these are our topics because i'm i'm over their side i ain't going like how's he gonna get from one to the other right and it didn't matter that they weren't their non sequiturs it doesn't matter it he will connect them no and he did like he, did. he, he really did it was and, so fun and another thing that i, I really love the subtlety of the the, the thirsty janine Pirro for donald trump <laughs> that which, was good <laughs> yes it was very good so. Uh, so that was the cold open. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, go ahead. I, I want to say as well because I, I just I want to point her out because she's not my MVP, but had a great episode in subtle ways. Heidi Gardner is such a great Karen. I mean, she just does oh, such yeah. the the mom. She's thing there very very good. Was just so good, and uh, you know she plays those those kind of quirky roles. 
uh, very comedi- well, comedically, just beautifully. Yeah, she does such a good job. Yeah, I I, would agree. I think this was despite the fact that SNL stumbles with their political stuff from time to time. This was a pretty solid. I think uh, one of their open. best political sketches they've done in a while because it it wasn't even that mean, right? It it wasn't even. It was just. It was completely just satire, which was which was so much fun to watch. You yeah, know? and it was and like even though it was built around uh, current events, much of the comedy wasn't necessarily because of those events. They didn't base it solely on like when they do the debates or you know a, a, a big public appearance or something like that. It was like conceptual comedy executed, you know, in a in a clever way. Yeah, it wasn't making a point. It was just pointing out the you know, eccentricities of the, you know, characters, right? Yeah. Trump and Jeanine and, uh, Pirro. Overall, I, I mean, this this episode in was very, very good in my opinion, and it, but it was very silly also. I thought there was a lot of silliness to this episode. What did you guys think overall before we get a little further into it? I don't know if I think this episode was pretty good overall. I felt like it stumbled and, like, had some pretty big lulls, but the stuff that hit definitely hit for me so yeah but there was some stuff where i was like i don't know what's going on here but we'll get to it yeah we'll get to it uh all right so um the uh the the sketch after the monologue or do you want to talk about the monologue first let me say the the monologue i i didn't think it was great yeah i would agree (laughs) with that it was not great uh i thought karen culkin the the one redeeming factor the uppies thing was funny but um uh the picture was funny you know seeing him but he was clearly nervous. Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. I can, I can appreciate that because obviously we'd all just be you know, terrified if we were up there. But, well, um, I, mean, I wouldn't, but you know, I you mean, guys, for sure. <laughs> I just the, wish his wife would have yelled a little louder. I, I did, I, <laughs> that, that, that did not work. It didn't work, right? It didn't work, no. Yeah, a little tough. Yeah. But, but I did like seeing the clip of Macaulay Culkin and then oh, yeah. him getting picked up by Kevin Nealon. Awkwardly, though, awkwardly getting picked up. It was yeah. like Kevin Nealon's like, I, uh, I yeah, don't. I, it's I like, guess, I'm not your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'll do this. Sure. <laughs> Fuller. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what's Kevin Nealon doing these days? He, I would have loved to see him come out on stage. Well, yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. And brilliant. pick up Kieran <laughs> well, Culkin. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> It would no, have been good. Uh, no, yeah, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I, it's a very forgettable monologue. You know, he didn't really do too much with it. It was, it wasn't. I, I thought that maybe for a, a guy like that, they would have done like questions from the audience. Or well, something. I was surprised they didn't try to do something with Succession. You know, anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think they did anything honestly with the monologue. Yeah, it was other nothing. Than that one, like so, I was, uh, which was fine. I, I just think he was so nervous, and maybe. Because again, I don't think he had that strong of an episode. I think he was fine. I don't, yeah, I don't think. He Did was they that think great. that maybe they could just go after that kind of nostalgic beat thing, like because of Macaulay Culkin and all that, that was going to play better? Is that where they were coming from? You think? Maybe. I mean, like you mean overall? You mean just for the, for monologue? the monologue? Yeah, probably. I think that they anticipated. I, and part of me wonders if maybe if they hoped that they w- could get Macaulay Culkin to come back in, and he didn't want to, or. Maybe he chose not to because he didn't want to overshadow Kieran being there or something like that. But and they had some longer skits, and we can get to it. Or sketches, sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> but um, they had some longer sketches, and so it, maybe they just didn't want to put a lot of energy into the monologue. And it was that was time. a very strange choice, though, to just kind of let him because that that monologue is normally reserved for a stand-up comedian. Yeah, to come out and just talk. Well, like he did. Yeah, Sudeikis was able to do it because he had a lot of nostalgia for the show, and he he's got that earnest thing going because of Ted Lasso right yeah. now. So he was able to do that. Yeah. And it's hard, right? It's yeah. hard. It's when hard. It's to just be, you yeah. taking it, and you can't, you know, ping pong off of this, you know, the cast members or something like they do in some, you know, or hey, or, it could have slayed in dress, you know, it could have been dress rehearsal, could have been awesome, and then they just fell flat in the, in the live show. You know? All right, so canceling cable. Uh, what did you guys think of that skit? That, oh. Yeah, the first sketch after the monologue. I loved it. It was funny. I loved it. I, yeah, I, I'm with Ben. I thought it was hilarious. I Kieran Culkin didn't do anything, but didn't need to. Didn't need yeah. to. 
I thought the the cast got to flex their muscles in some of the things that they all do you very well. You can't tell me that Bone Yang is a floating head at the end coming on with the voice didn't get you because like that's what stupid you know sketch comedy is supposed to be about. It was yeah. really fun. Yep, and it, it was it was just really good. Again, really good silly satire where we've all talked to those people, right? Exactly. Those kind of forms of people. Yeah. And so uh, Cecily's voiceovers were brilliant as well. That was kind of a, a, another uh, part. Heidi of Gardner again. Like I, again, <laughs> one of the best. Like you know. Actually, I'm not having a good day. Which, which I'm like, is she playing her Weekend Update character <laughs> in working? You know. It was good. Yeah. yeah. You like Carol- the bread? Yeah, I did. I, I do think that it went on a little too long because this sketch is like it's like what almost seven minutes long, right? It was a long one. Yeah, and so I think that like uh, you know, they, they had enough character variation. I was gonna say I didn't mind the length. Yeah, it didn't feel like it dragged or anything. But at, at some point, I was like, I, I did look. I was like, how long is this sketch? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kyle Mooney as the guy in training made me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm with you, Ben. I just thought it was. I I, I loved seeing the the cast all kind of get to do their own silliness and I, I feel like we're seeing more of that obviously with sketches where you can have seven cast members in it because you have to because you have 23 yeah. cast yeah. members right and this also makes me want to see Melissa Villasenor and Sarah Sherman do something yeah because like there's just that little bit with them together I, I, like I want to see them be like a Kate and 80 so, kind yeah, of parent uh, 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 Kieran Culkin one of his best lines the entire night no no you both can't hang yeah. out like, <laughs> yeah. it was sincere and I liked yep. it yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah so again I thought it was good yeah five stars love, yeah, love that it was sketch. definitely a great sketch definitely not a skit mate that was a sketch nope I'll I'll give you that. I will, I will give it as a good sketch. Even. Yeah, yeah. What's next, Brad? What is next? Pre-tape, it was uh, the car heist with uh, Chris Red. I just, again, I loved it. I, I, don't, I don't know how you can't love Chris Red's. Uh, he is such a good physical comedian. His facial expressions are enough to make me laugh. I just think they're so funny. He goes back to that well of that one kind of character, yep. the overconfident idiot character but it works every time yeah. i really liked him in that i would have liked to see a little bit of variation on it uh in this it's kind of they kept kind of going back to the same thing over and over again that they, they i think they had room to like take that idea and run with it a little bit more but it's still overall I, I i enjoyed it for sure brad yeah no i think that the the um conceptually it's such a, a great idea to because like you could easily have a sketch that's like a family sketch of somebody getting exasperated with somebody who doesn't know how to drive a stick or whatever but putting it in that car heist frame is something that makes adds another layer of hilarity to it. But I, I was hoping and kind of anticipated them that expanding it so that it wasn't just like stick shift, like something else common that some right. people don't know how to do where like it keeps getting yep. worse, you know, yeah. and though, like it's somebody else on the team or something like that. But even the, even though they kept hitting the same thing, like the, the again, the variation of the characters, the responses and how they all like are trying to teach him to drive and the car. Just going back to, you know, Chris Red. Uh, you know, they they cut to him and he's, like, oh, that's right, baby. I'm definitely. He had the moxie and the charisma yeah. and everything going, but and so then he screws it. Yeah, so under exactly. It, it just, I think what got me is, uh, I I have experience with this idea. My my father once dropped me off at uh, my grandfather's house because my car broke down. I was 16, didn't know how to drive a stick shift, and my dad's like, "It's just easy. You just go first gear, second gear, third gear. You know, it, and that's all you do. And you just put the clutch in. You can do well, this. Well, you're driving with two feet. Uh-uh. Yeah. And so I get in my my grandfather's truck, and I'm like, "Okay, I can do this. He said I can do this, and 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 I drive it, and I get stuck in an intersection in in the city we live here." going to work at the pizza place I was working at and I start crying because <laughs> I don't know what to do and I'm just like you know like I and I just keep on stalling out and I'm like oh I get this I get this so your story is about a stalling car my stories were about pooping myself I feel like we gotta like I need better stories guys both of us an embarrassment to our fathers <laughs> fair enough fair enough 
I don't know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> Still to this day? To this day. Okay. It's not. Nate, do you know how? I do now, but it's not as easy as you think it is. It really is. It's actually pretty easy. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's just. Brad, you I'll don't teach know you, buddy. How, when nobody's taught you. That's fair. And you get in there. And That's it's like, fair. This is, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you just got in, like, figure like, it out. That no. literally just dropped me off. He's yeah. like, it's, it's one from first, second, third, fourth. Come on, son. You can do it. Very relatable in that way, for sure. <laughs> All right. So, uh, DM Warwick. Do you guys love the DM Warwick stuff? So I've been growing uh, a little less enamored with it. I think it was a very funny thing to do initially when Dionne Warwick started uh, coming back in the limelight because of her social media presence and how she uh, uh, you know, responds and at replies certain people on Twitter. But I think that the premise has started to run thin. And I think maybe that's why they're like, you know what? Let's actually bring the real Dionne Warwick and let's end this. If this is the capstone of it, I'm yep. fine with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hope that this is the end because I feel like just the, the premise is dry. It's We get it. She doesn't know a lot of famous people. She asks questions that don't really relate to them. She's a cute old woman who was once famous and sings these great great songs. And thinks that Elton John is ghosting her. Right. And so <laughs> I, I do think that Ego Nuotum is fantastic. Yes. It's a great impression. And it, it really was a joyful thing seeing them together. You could tell that the real Dionne Warwick was just loving, loving it. And it. like, yeah. And she just had such a good time doing it. It was I very did charming. I not love Chloe Feynman's Miley Cyrus impression. I just don't it, think it's that it good. It seems like way, way over the top and not a good way. So I will say this. I don't think I'm a huge fan of Chloe Feynman's Miley Cyrus impression. I just think, and she's fantastic at impressions, probably one of the best on the show. I just think it's a rare miss for her. I think I agree. I think it's over the top, but not in the right way. I think yep. it, she really hits the southern y'all drawl stuff really hard. And a little too much. A little too much. I think Vanessa Bayer when she did did the same thing, but this hit it a little bit harder. Um, and I, but I still think it's a very good impression. I actually think to uh, to quote a, a Dana Carvey's SNL character that you're wrong, um, <laughs> because I think I thought it was really good. I because I, I, she does have. A certain kind of draw, and there's also a part of her voice that feels like it's in her throat. And I thought that that Chloe Feynman really did hit. Yes, this. I, I think it was too much. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's too. You know, against, it's a comedy you know, show, right? You know, though, it's two against one, so that means we're right. Um, but also, I you guys hope- are old as fuck. <laughs> Did you, even, did you even see anything Miley Cyrus it. did? I liked it when Dan Aykroyd did Miley Cyrus. Um, uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana, you ignorant slut. <laughs> so uh, I, I hope we eventually get to see Punky Johnson do something because has she yet? Like other than these little bits, I feel like she's filling in a uh, like a, a, a specific role where she can kind of like be an every woman, and uh, the, the characters she plays aren't necessarily memorable characters like she's not creating any characters she's not doing like pitch perfect impressions but she she feels a role that i think snl needs as far I as like, the she kind of does though get to do that thing that sure. she can do yeah because uh, i just don't know what it is I'm, I'm just i'm very unfamiliar with her i was unfamiliar when they picked her to do the show yeah excited to, to see her i just haven't got to see her really i think i feel like there's more there that she's going to be able to do that she hasn't really gotten to do yet but, yeah i think that that's fair um also uh you know my favorite joke in all of that was uh, the Cardi B. Jesus, Cardi B. Was there another Cardi in the in class? The class. <laughs> that, good, that was such a, a good brilliant bit. joke. That's a good bit. Um, so, and, but I think it's time to retire it. Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran showed up. Yeah. That was fun. And that was what he did. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Good for him. I, w- I was hoping they might do something a little bit better with him, but it's like, that, I guess this is the place for him to... Well, he's, re- he's recovering from COVID, so he could really just sit in a chair. He almost died. 
He sang had, two whole songs. He can't it wasn't do, him. He can't do a little bit of comedy. He almost yeah, died. You're just uh, you're harkening back to the days of the Justin Timberlake, where he was on the show, but then he would, and Adam Levine was on the show, but then he'd be, you know, they'd be in the skits and the sketches. It's not skits; it's sketches. <laughs> I do like when the musical guest is very well known to the show, like Miley Cyrus, honestly, yeah. and gets to jump in and have some fun. And yeah. so Ed Sheeran, yeah, it was a, a little bit of a missed opportunity there. I wish they would have done more with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Especially when you know they're making fun of their friends, too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if they can do that. All right, Men's Room. I loved Men's Room. I liked thought, it a lot. I thought it was funny, which is, you know, I've, I've liked most of these sketches so far. Yeah, and like, and you're Brad, like oh, the, the episode Brad, okay. Brad's like, this isn't a great episode. And I'm like, no, this was actually a, a very good episode. episode. Uh, great episode. Actually, I think a really good episode, not a great host, yeah. which means it was well written in the cast of their job. Yeah. Not a memorable host anyway, but I also think part of that stems from the, they didn't give him much to do. And, may, and it could be because maybe he there wasn't a lot like – for him that he maybe felt he could do or wanted to do, you know, uh, because Karen Culkin doesn't necessarily come with a well-known profile or like personality or something where you can like you're wowed by what he can do and yeah, his comedic abilities. The and thing like that, that we don't ever see as the audience is what were the table reads like? What was the writing process like? Did, yeah. did he fight back against things? Did he try and just like, ah, just I, I think that's a lot for me to try to do in one sketch and try to remember all in this one week. Yeah. You know, th- there's a lot going on. There's, you've got these literal professional uh, live improviser slash sketch comedians that have been doing it for their almost their whole lives, and you throw a guy in who's on a scripted television for one week to figure it out. Maybe he's just not as comfortable, you know, with that. And so they built the show around what they could. Yeah, maybe he can't. I give the guy a pass. Any big characters, I like or, or voices or anything like that. But I didn't love it. All right, so the men's room uh, sketch, I, I, it was so relatable to me. So uh, you know, I'm because you love peeing. <laughs> I am. I am really good. A, a urinating. I mean, like <laughs> varsity level urinator. Uh, maybe even have the diabetes. I don't know yet. But um, but here's the thing: is I, I question everything I say. I, I I sometimes the one the one most relatable line for me was Chris Red. He goes, "That was mean as hell." You know, <laughs> that was mean uh, as hell. Why did I say that? Yeah. And I, how many times have I said that before to myself? Why Why did you just say that, you look idiot? At, look it at this son so of a bitch. Yeah. Wow, I would never call him a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, so, why would we do that? Yeah. So so no, that that idea it. where it's like, why Why would I? Or you're laying at bed at night at two o'clock and, and that thought comes to you like. Why, why did I say that to them earlier that day? You know, and so I thought it was just a brilliant setup for a sketch. I, no, I, I do. really liked it, man. The only thing missing was like you need. I needed somebody to slap somebody on the back, and then be like, "Why did I slap him on the back that hard?" Because I've done that. Yeah. Like later on, I'm like, did I hit him a little hard? <laughs> he winced. I think. Bo and Yang washing his hands. I just. I, <laughs> None of these things were. No, yeah, it was exactly. great. Yeah, it's just so what, what was Tracy Morgan just in the building? Yeah, I, was, I, I wrote that down. What did you guys think of the Tracy Morgan stuff? I, I thought, well, it was totally random, and I but I loved like what he brought to it. Having him show up was a lot of fun, but I felt like they totally flubbed the ending because like the timing was way off for that for that last bit, and I, and they should have ended it with that. But then I don't know what they were trying to do. Where they all like came together and like we're cheering and I have no idea what that ending was supposed to be I think one of my favorite parts about it was that to know that Tracy Morgan was sitting in that stall for four and a half minutes just waiting for this is what I wondered did they have like a like an escape hatch door in the back you know into the stage where or did he literally have to sit in that I think he was just sitting there those are the things that I think of I'm like did he sit there the whole time he was probably playing on his phone 
<laughs> as we all do. No judgment, you know. Yeah, but you're right. They, I mean, it was the it was the proper exit line, but they screwed it up. Yeah, they kept it go, like they they should have just be done right there. It's like, you yo, killed, this guy killed my brother. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. that was strange, but yeah. overall, very 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 good sketch. I love the blue light on everybody, calming everybody down. The slow motion stuff in the background. Yeah. Yeah. The other guys had to go in slow mo. That's great. It's really really well done. I'll say this, and you guys know I've not been a huge fan of Andrew Dismukes. Uh, Dismukes. Dismukes. Uh, he Bless you. He, he, yeah, he finally made me laugh quite a bit in that sketch. I, I really liked him. I'm, he's warming. I'm warming up. Summertime. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. All uh, right. Uh, is my least favorite thing next? Uh, pre-tape the jacking. Yes, I hate this sketch with so much of a passion. <laughs> this I was my a, favorite sketch. Of the I night. had a no, frown. <laughs> I had a frown on my face the entire time I was watching this. Not not one thing worked. Ben, not, not one thing worked. First of all, you have to understand Ben's afraid of horses. <laughs> I, I just, somebody was really it high. Spices 90 Scott. Everybody was high when they wrote this. I get it. You're, you're, you're having fun with the weed weed time. Okay, we get it, guys. I like, so I liked the idea, no, but I no, thought that no. the execution, <laughs> the execution didn't work well. Like it should, it should have been presented more straightforwardly as like an Airbud kind of movie where like instead of starting as like the Ledger of, Legend of Bagger Vance yeah and and then mixed with Sea Biscuit because because I and I was because I was anticipating the idea of them with sp- Malcolm in the middle in the, at the right end, yeah you know? I was anticipating them doing like a send up of what Spike Lee's called the the magical Negro trope in movies because that's you see Chris Red yep. comes in it's it's the Bagger yep. Vance thing like you said. And then it turns into this weird '90s like kids a, movie, like, like a '90s, uh, you know, Totino's Pizza Roll commercial, yeah. it, it, almost. It, it, it very uh, much a, was '90s Scott, a Disney of. Channel movie. And, and I want to be very clear: it's not that they can't do funny things with horses. I big fan of Tiny Horse. I, I thought the Tiny Horse sketch that they did was incredibly funny. But that's because it was a nice horse. <laughs> it was controlled. And it was small enough yeah, for you to it, enjoy. It didn't pose a threat to you. Um, so <laughs> you really didn't like this. I hated this. This is my least favorite sketch of the year. Yeah, it was not. And especially because the the way they did like the motion with the horse stuff like that, it was such a piss poor animatic horse. And I understand. <laughs> like, sorry, that was a really long laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand. Like in one week, you can't make perfect like computer generated horse. They weren't trying to do a perfect. Yeah. I get it. You were still trying to make it kind of crappy, but it was but really, it was really bad. bad. And like yeah. the green screen was weird, and it just it, it, ma- know, it made it not feel like it, it was genuine or authentic. I will say this. Worked. I like the first. I, nope. I, the Chris Red stuff like started off. I thought, oh, this this could be good because again, they're playing on some tropes there, uh, like you had said, Brad. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I wonder where I'm going to take this because there's so many different potential comedy like bits that they can go. It ended in a very different place. Than I was I so was against this. Like I just was so over it before it began. Just no. No. Did you, I, but did you like when they did the kickflip? <sighs> Nay. <laughs> That's what horses say. Okay. All right, boys. We can, we can move Weekend on. update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. I like that they had them do it this Getting week. all the talks. <laughs> getting all the talks, a buzz, and a flutter on the Twitters. I like Oh, it. did they? Well, Cecily Strong did. Yeah. Oh, okay. That Okay. Well, we're, that's, that's something we'll get to in a second. Wait. But. wait, wait I, Brad, we've talked about this before. We do not separate... The special parts of Weekend Update from the whole Weekend Update set. No, but we talk about the, you have to talk about the one-liners before you talk about the the, the correspondence. Right. I will say this: the it. one-liners weren't that great. I didn't think it was a great uh, Weekend Update. I disagree. I thought Che was on fire this no, week again. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll weigh in and say that I I enjoyed the the back and forth. The one-liners were good this week. Um, 
not not the best I've seen, but it was it was above average. But I, this 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 episode this weekend update was really about the, the character. I thought I, I'm just saying this. I think they've been on fire this season. I they think have been. Che particularly. I, I thought it was their we, weakest performance. Not terrible. It Colin Jost had a very, very easy joke. I can't remember which one it was, but it was so, like it was something anybody could have written. Yeah, and that's I what I'm saying. I just didn't think it was that great. Like yeah. I thought, well, it was. I, I wish I could remember exactly which one I don't it was. Know. Anyway, I, I will, one thing I will say that, and this is something that is, as you know, as old as time is the the jokes about New York sports teams. The one about the Jets was freaking hilarious. You know, I don't even give a shit about sports, but that's just a great joke. About, sure. You know, making fun of the team that always sucks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Listen, just I don't need this. This is <laughs> so. What do you ice, think of what so do you, what, Ice Cube? Yeah. What do you think of Ice Cube? So listen, bozo. Like <laughs> it's it's only good because Keenan can really go to that well always and make me laugh. It's it's a standard impression. He does not doing anything with the voice. He's not doing anything. There other- are there are little bits that he makes, but it, but it's but it's, it's very slight. It is it is very slight, but it but it works well. There enough. was a section where he actually got out of the. I don't know if you noticed he got out of the yeah. accent a little yeah. bit, and and uh, then came back. It into turned it, more but- into his scared straight character, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. I wish they would bring. Oh uh, please, <laughs> if you're listening. I, I will say this, and, and we can talk. On your feet, <laughs> no. Yes, please. I, I please can tell you this that. though, uh, based on the sketch that they cut. Uh, from Weekend Update, which we can talk about later, I thought that sketch, the the Let's Go Brandon thing, was better than this one. I thought this was good. There was nothing wrong with this. Yeah, I would. I think I, I would, would agree with. Those two. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, and we'll um, we can talk about that after at the mm-hmm. uh, towards the end. But uh, yeah, but this, this was a this was a the Weekend Update was you know by far and away impacted by Cecily Strong's character. It was. I haven't seen something like this on the show in a while. Yeah, this is was one of the most bold, provocative things they have done in a long time. And at for, first, well, why don't you just tell the people exactly what it was? If, if you're, you just if tweeted if about you're it joining us and you're and you're not actually a, some people actually listen to us, Brad. They don't actually watch the show. Did you know that? Uh, I I didn't. Do you, is that true? Yeah. Who listens that doesn't watch? I'm not gonna call them out by name. I would like their name, address, is phone it, number. Is it Seal? It's not my mom. No, it's not my mother. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this this was Cecily Strong, and she comes on Weekend Update as Goober the Clown to talk about abortion, the the recent Texas law change that is you know making abortion essentially illegal. And but that was part of her name, though. Yeah, exactly. Goober the Clown, who had an abortion when she right was twenty three, twenty third birthday. Yeah, and so this like what started off it seemed like it was going to be this big goofy thing, turned into this incredibly provocative and like. Just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Real. Yeah. I, I would say raw. It was, there yeah. was, a, there was a, a, like a rawness to Cecily that you could tell. Yeah. Once I think that, I think for me, the turn came when she starts talking about the joke that the person, the doctor who gave her the abortion made about, about like, well, did you get knocked up on the way over here? Because she wasn't very far along. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, this is a real I thing. I thought, I thought that the turn for me was, when she honked the fake horn and it didn't honk, she's yeah, because I'm not a clown. I'm not a clown. <laughs> like I think that was I'm not a clown. kind of like a real because I don't. I think it was supposed to honk, right? Yeah, I think so. So too. it didn't, and then yeah, that's the a, that's prop, an improper line. Didn't then. work. Yeah, I, I would say this. Cecily did uh, Instagram this quote, and I'll, I'll read it for everyone because it was such a, an impactful kind of part, and just just so much of it. It was raw, it was honest. But she says, "I work with the best people on earth." Uh, thank you, Anna Dresden and Contola Seven. Uh, you probably know who who is the are these just writers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for writing with me and for uh, Doyle Bird being the first person I could text on Monday asking, "Is this an insane idea?" Or 
because she's not only a great friend, she's an amazing producer. And thank you to Joe and Che and all of SNL for being on board immediately and giving this clown a seat at your table. I didn't even tell my own mother in support of mom for years and Saturday I told live TV. And so I, I think it, you know, views of abortion aside, all these kind of things to tell this story, knowing that you have to be vulnerable and, and yeah. to, to, to be still funny, but also truthful and well, and to honest. do it on national television, you and, need a and, moment she and not, a and moment. not cable, but network TV. Like who, it doesn't matter that it's late night. Like this is something that like it's it's a topic that people don't even like to talk about, you know, on the news. You know, like it's it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people, and just the way that she subverted like the idea of how how to talk about it and doing it in a way where like making it easy to digest, almost in a way where it's like, here, is this is this what you want? Is this how we need you know, need to, need to talk about this sort of for you for, like for people to understand and to get what it's like? And so just the way that she she used you know like. One of the most primitive and earliest forms of comedy of a clown to delve into this very serious subject in a way that was so honest for her, and like you, you could see in her face that like it was a real thing yes. for her. even. Yeah, you know, it's just and it, it took almost no time to realize that this yeah. was not something that they were just playing around with. Was do, do you think the line "Are you okay, Cecily?" from Josh? Do you think that was planned or was that an honest? No, you- I I think that was a written thing because like I I can't I don't think that like. It seemed like that she was having like a breakdown where she wasn't able to control herself. I think no, it was, yeah, she knew what she was doing, there. Yeah. And, and that's kind of patter for Joe. He'll say that with almost every week, right? Of the exactly. Character, like that's going kind of crazy. Like, hey, are you okay? Like, especially like it's it's similar to the one when Kate McKinnon was breaking, like when yeah, she was right. like not okay and like at, acting like she was. Like Joe, any time that Kate McKinnon and Aidy Bryant bring the meats out, right? On, <laughs> like that kind of yeah, thing. yeah. But, but this was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Like honestly, like. They should give Cecily Strong an Emmy just for say, this This is alone. an Emmy award-winning kind of moment. Because like I said, and this is, again, not to get too tangential, too tangential about what we're doing or anything, but one of the things I think people need to do in the moment that we're living in and all the chaos, and, w- and we've even admitted here, we don't even love when SNL does some of their politics stuff because it can be a little preachy sometimes, but uh, you have to listen to stories. This is all this was. This wasn't yeah. preaching. This was just a, let me tell you my story. Let me tell you wh- what I would I wouldn't have been here without this kind of thing. And the and framing so, and the context um, of everything that she did was just, just so spot on. And Brad, you nailed it when you're talking about using some of this more primitive form of comedy. The, the most basic level of comedy, what comedy is, is clown, right? Yeah. And then going, the, the subverting it like that is just, it really is next level shit. And she deserves a lot of praise for that. Yeah. It was, and it must have been also one of the most difficult things anybody could do. And I'm, dude, I'm a, I'm a white guy. I have no idea what, what, what that's like yeah. whatsoever. What? But I, even if I can be impacted by that, I, how many young women out there saw that and now have somebody that, that said that on national television? And that's the thing is like, that's you, like, I think a lot of people, especially men too, don't, don't realize and think about how many women who probably have had an abortion, but they don't talk about it because of the stigma that comes with it. And because they're worried about what anybody else will think, even though, plenty of women you know that are probably beside them have had an abortion you know and so like the fact that it comes with so much weight and comes with so much judgment and things like that like uh, i think like yeah just having this platform and uh being able to do that yeah i think was was huge the idea that saturday night live has been on obviously since the 70s and it, it used to be more like that yeah they used to have social commentary that actually spoke to people yep. and truly subverted the genre and made you think and this is a return to that for sure yeah and i wholeheartedly support it and i would love to see them 
put some skin in the game and do things like this more often. I thought that was good, good, good little line there. It is social. It was social commentary, right? It wasn't yeah. just political punditry. It wasn't just political satire. It, it was social commentary done so perfectly and poignantly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great uh, stuff. All right, uh, weatherman. Like the complete opposite of what we were just talking about. Like just the, the on, silliest thing on we saw. On that note, let's talk about Weatherman. Turkey Tom. Yeah, the sketch was not great. Uh, it was fine. Like, I, Do you think that a, that another uh, host could have sold it better? Probably. You know, because I like that premise. I, I thought Keenan saved the, the, the sketch. Uh, I thought his... <laughs> It's like, Katie, let's be reasonable. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's lose the hat. No, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I, 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 you know, obviously, weathermen are typically, you know, there's this idea that they're this kind of the, the silliest people on the, you know, they Zany. do these kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Goofy. And the idea that there's a, there's a, uh, you know, weather emergency while this guy is not paying attention. I thought that was a, a fairly funny premise. I, you know, it it, it, it was fine. I, it was good. It was fine. You know, it was. I yeah. didn't hate it. I think it could have played out better. Um, and I, yeah, I think that a better host probably could have done it a little bit more. I think John Hamm would have murdered that role. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little more energetically. Jason Sudeikis would have been better, even. Yeah, because I think you there, there's. There's a there's a lot for a straight man to do there that's really comedic, you know, like the panicky kind of like, uh, um, or just the the actual shame of not, yep, yep. you know, bringing a little actual shame to it of, of oh my god, I've really made a mistake here. Yeah, and then that was just not <laughs> not what Karen Culkin I, I was doing. Say, I do, the, the other line that I love from that is. Uh, I, where are the Boy Scouts? The sea took them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's that's uh, Punky, Punky right? Johnson. Yeah. That was yeah. Punky. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is uh, she, she got some good lines? I mean, more more in this probably than she's had in the last couple. But I, I would like to see her own a character. Like I'd like to see what that looks like yeah. for her. That's um, fair. But uh, yeah, I thought it was okay. Yep, fair enough. Yeah. Well, what do we got next, sir? Uh, last one before our cut for time. Uh, so this would be our. What, Ben? Your name is Ben. Ben, what's the podcast called? The, oh, sorry. <laughs> what I thought you were pausing. He's I was waiting for you to say here. it. Looking down to the ground like I, an idiot. Like, <laughs> this would be... I mean, like, take that did again? you see what I was doing? At of least course. Like, <laughs> so, no, we're keeping this. I want people to know. Yeah, everybody needs to know Brian, that you're an What Brad idiot. and I have to work with. He's I just staring off in the distance. I wasn't trying to... Thinking about how much horses scare him. And, and then he doesn't miss his cue. I'm doing my best to make sure that this is a triumvirate of people instead of just the Ben show. I'm trying to back off and let you talk and not interrupt. Well, I invited you to talk, though. I said, and this was what, Ben? The 10 to 1 sketch. Oh, that's the name of the show. Oh. Let's try this one more time. So the final sketch Please is don't destroy. Yes, correct. But it is even more importantly, Ben, what was it? The 10 to 1 sketch. That's oh. correct. The 10 to 1 sketch. It's the pre-taped, please don't destroy calling Angie. Please don't destroy my 10 to 1. Mm. So what do you think? I love I love these guys. Yeah, yeah, these guys, I just, I love how fast-paced their stuff is. I love how off the wall it is. I love the, the, different. Just, just the wild energy it has. And yeah, it's just, it, it's good stuff. I, I, I appreciate uh, every single one they've done so far. And yeah, I just, I just love seeing what they, they come up with each week. And it's, it's never something that is like informed by 
anything that like was relevant that week or anything like that it's just their own shit and they're owning it and it's just really good yeah Yeah, i I, could have watched a lot more of it actually i could have watched that expand other things they are pure silliness and i love it uh i would i I would say it's still not it doesn't top the rami malik one for me uh that they did rami needs a treat yeah Yeah. but i thought this this was really so the premise of like the once you get that phone in your hand it changes what you say to the person like that's the that's the, the 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 gag I, I could have watched that go for, uh, more. I could have seen them also, run to anybody in the hallway and hand them the phone and it still works. Like, I, I would have yeah. been there for that, you know? And I also love how simple it is, too. They don't go for, like, an explanation yeah. as to, like, why it's happening or anything like that. It's, it's just, just that it's yeah, happening. Yeah, it's just that yeah. it's happening. I don't know. I've got a phone in my hand. I don't know I don't why know. Why would I say that? <laughs> yeah, like, the closest they come to, like, making some kind of definition as to why it's happening is when the phone's on mute and he's able to talk normally and then he does and it's like, oh, no, fuck you. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So Great sketch. Um, last sketch then the cut for time uh, sketch uh, which was just a, a part of weekend update it was let's go Brandon we kind of mentioned it earlier Brad what did you think uh, I, I love Kyle Mooney characters like this where like there's the, these hapless characters they're kind of clueless they're very um, just like awkward and you know that, those are tons of Kyle Mooney characters but these specific <laughs> weekend update characters were the, the guy with the, uh, the, the aspiring stand up comedian that he does um, with the jacket, yeah. This is that character with the jacket as a younger man. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Um, but yeah, just the way the way he's just so he, Kamuni is earnest about I, I, being earnest was the clueless. word I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you feel bad for him. You yeah, feel exactly. bad for him. And this, I like you. You hear like the audience, the audience is gross. Yeah, like oh, like they <laughs> start to real. feel sorry for him. You mean that none of this is for me? Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Did not is not cheering for Brandon. And <laughs> I, that little lisp or whatever his little speech impediment yeah, yeah just, it's he, adorable yeah and he, he he can always do little he, things like that yeah, that make it work and so it. so yeah i i would have switched that out for the ice cube yeah one. so if if you're listening to this right now and you don't go to the youtube page to watch the cut for time sketches sometimes there's just one or two or i've, I've even seen three before mm-hmm. uh go do it because they're often they're they're just because they're cut for time doesn't mean that they're not quality that yeah. they're cut for quality as i like to say yes that's what we do like to say here they, the they're show. cut for time not quality Sometimes they are cut for quality. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, but uh, oftentimes, I think we've all, since we've been doing this podcast, there's been a, a sketch on Cut for Time that we all think should have replaced yeah. one of the sketches. For sure. In the, show. In the five years we've been doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> we were just kids. We were just kids. All right, guys. MVP. <sighs> ben? My MVP for the episode. I think I'm going Chris Red. Interesting. I just, lo- because every sketch that he was in was, he was great just great he's he saved the the heist one and he was the best in the men's room i really like that a lot um yeah pretty sure i can speak for brad karen colkin but go ahead <laughs> uh no it's I, I gave it to cecily this week because uh not just for you know the we can update bit you know but just because uh janine pirro she's she's great in that role sure. and there was uh she was fantastic in it and uh, it was nice to see her be Janine Pirro and not be a Weekend Update bit because yeah. they've been doing that as a Weekend Update bit for a while and it's been a long time since they did it on her actual show. Uh, and so, yeah, I, th- I think Cecily just crushed it this week. Yeah, I mean, it is hard not to say for the No, the you don't social- get to, you no, don't no, get to no, take no. it back now because I'm not taking was, it back. I was so glad you I'm said not, Chris Red because I'm like, oh, I know Brad's going to say Cecily I'm and you're going to feel like an idiot. I'm not taking it back. I'm not taking it back. I'm canceling It's very you. poignant and very uh, important. Ben, did you learn anything? Uh, While no. we were watching this episode, yeah, it no. doesn't seem like it. No. The clown was funny. Oh boy, oh boy. 
Uh, Did you Nate, her thing it spun around. Uh, so I was gonna say Cecily Strong as well, but again, not just fine, for fine. No, 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 no. Because here's the thing: is not even just for what she did on Weekend Update. I thought she just had a really good episode. Yeah. I thought, like I said in the um, uh, canceling your cable thing, I thought her commentary mm-hmm. in between there was very good. Her Janine Pirro was very good. She just she had a good episode. She did have so, a good episode. I liked Chris Red in this episode. Okay, I thought he, he would was be my, really he'd be my runner up. I, I agree with you. I thought he was great. Um, I think Chris Red's underappreciated on this show. Um, I think that as well. Uh, so, what do we have next week, Brad? Um, so next week uh, we have host Jonathan Majors. If you don't know who Jonathan Majors is, uh, Lee Majors' son. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Jonathan Majors uh, is an actor who you can uh, see in the new Netflix western The Heart of They Fall. Loved it, by the way. Did you watch it? I yet? haven't watched it yet. Why am I the one watching more movies than you that do this for a living, Brad? I Bradford. have a lot of stuff that I have to watch and that I can't keep up with, and it's okay. hard. It's hard. You should only watch the stuff you want to watch. I, I mean, I mostly do for them. Like uh, that's what the cool thing about this job is that I get to and and also write about it. I would tell you he was brilliant in this this new movie. Um, also really great in um, uh, Marvel. What did he? Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen uh, Marvel's Loki series on Disney Plus yet, he makes an appearance uh, at the end of that show. Um, I won't necessarily say who he's playing because it's kind of a big deal. And want to keep it. Loki, <laughs> and if you're be- if you're behind, I'll let you discover it. But he uh, puts in a fantastic performance, even though it is uh, only for a, a small portion at the end. But it is something that will have big ramifications for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Do you think he'll maybe win an award for that bit performance? I think it's possible he that he could get an Emmy nomination for a guest actor yeah. in a TV series. I think he was yeah. that good. I think Don, he was that Don good. Cheadle got one, so why not? That's just very true, and it was uh, even Don Cheadle was confused by by that. <laughs> I, um, I'm very excited about next week because I think he's a like he doesn't do a lot of comedy stuff. Yeah, and but so, and if you but if you saw Loki, you can see tinges of like what what he can do comedic I just, performances. I just think this guy has so much in his barrel that he's yeah. gonna be able to do. Think I'm the, very excited. This about is it. also an, uh, the idea that again, not Tom Hanks, right? The, this right. is a person that I, I mean, I honestly didn't know who this was because I don't yeah. watch any of those shows. I, have no, I haven't seen those movies, so I'm I'm excited now. I'm gonna try to watch a couple of them before I watch SNL. Uh, but yeah, it's he's been, giving an opportunity to somebody who's not a household name. I, I, I think he's going to be a household name within the next couple of years. I think he's that good of an actor. I I, well, I mean, if not, and if not just because he's a great actor, but just because he he will be a big part of the future Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wait, wait who does he play again? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, you almost slipped up. No, he didn't. If you're looking for more stuff with Jonathan Majors, uh, he was also um, in the HBO series Lovecraft Country, which was wonderful a, uh, as well. Yeah, and it, it was got Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Yes, The Five Bloods, and also in a, a movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which is a, a very good movie as well. I'm telling you, every movie he does and every show, he just he. He brings characters to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, oh, it just sounds terrible that I haven't seen anything. These well, this, I'm telling you, watch this new it's, one all on those Netflix. Sound amazing. Uh, it's a it's a western. It's like a Kill Bill western almost, uh, but very good. Really? Very 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 good. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I'm into that. Um, and then the musical guest very is Taylor good. Swift, and so uh, she usually gets in on the the comedy bits. So hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> she usually gets in on the uh, comedy bits. Good. She she does a good job usually, often uh, either making fun of herself or her friends or something like that. Yeah, so she yeah. could do something there. Maybe. So, but the, but there are times too when even when you have a musical guest who has hosted, sometimes they like to lay low. They only stick to the musical performance. They're like, I'll let the host do the heavy lifting. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm excited. I'm very excited for this coming week. Yeah, it should be, it should be a good episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. All right, guys. Anything else? 
I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. Got for our this MVP week. Uh, overall. Just thoughts of the show. I I think it was way above average. I, I don't think that it was average. Yeah. I think it was above average. I think it was average. I think it was a good show. I was disappointed in Kieran Culkin, not because he did bad. I just wanted him to do more. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't. I mean, honestly, he didn't screw up right. anything. No, but there's much like Owen Wilson did. did in the. Fr- I think yeah. Owen Wilson made a few sketches worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. for sure, for sure. I'm just saying, I kind of wanted him. I, you know, because sometimes again, you bring in these these people that are up and they're, he's not really up and coming. He's been in Hollywood for you know since he was like five. But uh, you know, these people that maybe isn't aren't household names, and they sometimes do really great stuff that surprise you. He was not one of them. Well, <laughs> we were so we were all surprised by uh, Remy Malik's performance mm-hmm. because he's not known as you oh, know, yeah. a he was, live performer he's whatsoever. He's my favorite of the season, and he crushed it. You know, yeah. so I think that's one of the, the nice things about SNL is the surprises, right? So even if it's bad, wow, I thought that would be better, but it's it's something uh, different every week, and I and I just look forward to it every week so much. Yeah, I, I love would, it, guys. I love it so much. Um, and if you like this podcast, yeah. you, you should uh, give us five stars on the iTunes. Rate it wherever you are listening to it. Tell your friends about it. Tell uh, your friends to watch SNL and then listen to the podcast. Or listen to the podcast and then go watch SNL, whichever find order. It. And find us on the Facebooks. We're up there. and you can We post stuff like, like a lot Yeah, Nate's, about SNL. Nate's really good at posting stuff. Yeah. I, I look okay. at it and I'm like, that's a great post. Hey, I also posted that we were doing a show last week and we didn't. Yeah, that's true. You were confused, but it's we don't need to talk about that. People, <laughs> people, people don't need to know about our mistakes. <laughs> did you delete that post? Then? He so did. Th- I did. It doesn't I look like we didn't make. We well, made no mistakes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, All right, fair it, enough. It, nobody knows. I'm just confessing. Yeah. True. So, so subscribe, uh, like it, tell your friends, give us uh, five star ratings across the board. Uh, please leave a review. Tell people how much you like it, why you like it. And if you got then, a question about the show, you can email us. If there's something you want us to talk about, feel free to email us as well, and we maybe we'll answer like could answer some questions, or uh, if you want us to cover something in some of the episodes in between uh, the new episodes uh, that we will recap, we would love to do that. Um, also, if you like uh, more nonsense about entertainment, feel free to check out uh, Ben and I's podcast called Go Flicks Yourself. That's available right now. Um, we've got new episodes coming pretty soon here uh it's we've had you know been focusing on this a little bit but we will keep doing that podcast as well talking about movies and tv and having stupid jokes and talking about our dumb friends and uh all that fun stuff you know you can check that out and then uh also check out me writing about saturday night live on slash com. you will see that there was not a review this yeah, past really, weekend i'm gonna tell you this brad i want to since we're at the end of the episode nobody's listening yet or nobody's listening still <laughs> Uh, I went to I went to Slash Film to look for your review to mm-hmm. steal some of the things that you wrote in yeah. there for this episode. Yeah, but you didn't write anything. It's I was a, a little disappointed. And got, you know what? Uh, let me interrupt here. Mm-hmm. I never go <laughs> and I never check it out, so yeah. I was not disappointed. No, I, so I just I'm I'm gonna confess again. This is me being honest. I just started getting into Slash Film, and and I've been missing out uh, because. I love your trailer section that you have on. There's there's some really good stuff there. Um, not just what you're doing, but really good stuff. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there were, I did. Uh, well, there wasn't a review because I hid it from you. I didn't want you stealing my stuff. So I was like, I was we, gonna, we can't post it early anymore. I was going to steal lines and see how long it took you to notice. Like <laughs> I said the same thing. Yeah. Um. So it, there wasn't a review because I was out of town for a wedding and I just couldn't make it work. So sometimes that'll happen. And but that's why we have this podcast, and that's why I want to start this podcast so that I. Can make up for the work that I miss. <laughs> nice. 
just submit this script. Like you just the the, the Here's my SNL review guys. Do whatever the fuck you want. Listen to it if you want. I don't know. I whatever. Don't give a shit. But check out Slash Film all the time where we talk about uh, write about movie and TV news. We also have Slash Film Daily Podcast where we uh, talk about the latest movie and TV stories that are making waves on the internet. Uh, we actually just did uh, one of our mini water cooler episodes where me and uh, one of our hosts, Ben Pearson, talk about the most recent movies we've seen and what I've been up to uh, and uh, some of the stupid snacks and drinks that I've been putting in my fat face. So uh, so ch- check yeah, that no, out. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a glare. Yeah, everybody's going to want to check that out for sure. Hey, some people love it. Stupid I, fat face. I, I get emails from people like about snacks and I get, they tell me, like, yeah, we love the food section. And it's not just my mom. It's not just my mom. <laughs> And we're uh, all on Twitter. Find us there. But yeah. hey, keep listening. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe. Wait, what's, what's your Twitter name? Uh, I I spent a lot of time Just thinking about it. this, and I went with an original Nate Laux. You said I went with at uh, Ken Bonowitz, which is my name, but just reverse. Yeah, it also sounds like a sleazy lawyer's name. Ken, it Ken does. Bonowitz. Call Ken Bonowitz. We'll get you out of your 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 wife's pants. What? <laughs> Whoa. Ethan Whoa. underscore Anderton. Hey, that's me. All right. I love movies. All right, bye. TV. Hey, guys, keep listening. We appreciate you. Have a good day.